0: Welcome back to the movies. Made us do it. Me and Matt are back. How are you, Matt?
1: I'm pretty good. So how are you?
0: Um, okay. So I'm just ridiculously busy with work. Uh, which is why this podcast was delayed by a few days. Um, and uh, I literally just finished. <laughs> <So> I've literally <laughs> finished. Turned off the laptop. Started this. So I'm a bit all over the place. Um, but all good. Um, I have. Uh, well, I've I've watched one average thing and one one great thing so far. Um. But uh, you've watched a few things, so let's let's start with you. Um, what what have you
1: what have you been watching? Okay, well, let's start with Lou.
0: Lou, uh, is this a Netflix exclusive? This one? It is. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think actually everything I've watched this week was uh, was um, Netflix, which you
0: know, yeah, you, we kind of show so, our. It's
1: so uh, a lot about the state of of, <laughs> of movies right now. Yeah, you,
0: you we kind of show our um subscriptions, uh, every <laughs> week, you know.
1: Uh, so this is uh directed by Anne Forrester who previously did um the not so great under- Underworld Blood Wars, but
0: you Oh know. Christ. I rewatched A Load of Underworld recently because it was on yeah. Netflix and I re- uh I couldn't bring myself to watch that one.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, did you get to Blood Wars?
0: No, because I got to uh I got to the one before yeah. that one, and it was so awful from the very beginning, I was like, No, I'm done. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even mind the medieval one this time around. I was like, it's fine. It's kind of forgettable, but pointless, but fine. But God, it's that
1: actually, it's, it's a well acted. It's not one. bad. Like it just it's for just...
0: that new that one. Because the, the one I'm the one the la- one I watched like ten minutes of was the one when it's in the future. Yeah, and she wakes up like they they keep her for study because she's got the special blood now, and yeah. and she wakes up naked in the in the in the pod thing and then she escapes and it's like fucking austin powers with the smoke just covering the key parts Um, yeah it's terrible awakening yes so i didn't get to blood whatever because i remember that one being terrible anyway but um yeah anyway sorry
1: (laughs) uh yes so uh it stars uh alice and jenny uh journey uh logan marshall green and ridley ash asher bateman right so this uh, takes part in a place in a um, sort of island community, um, I think in somewhere around Washington, I presume state. Um, and you're introduced to um, Alice and Jenny's Lou, who is uh, basically an older lady living on her own in this sort of house, this house, sort of away from the the sort of the town and it's it kind of starts off with her looking like she's probably gonna commit suicide right um it looks from what you see it looks like she's had a life where she's probably been a spy mm. um uh and meanwhile in the sort of just the her 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 neighbor um who i think she she owns the house of. Uh, played uh, Hannah, played by Jenny Slate, lives with um, her her young daughter V, which was really annoying because every time they said V, I just kept thinking, of oh, she's yeah. but, um... <laughs> <clears throat> so they live there, and she there's something with the the her partner. So she, it the girl's like, "Oh, well, you know, where's that? Where's Daddy?" sort of thing, and oh, he's you know still treasure hunting or something and you think, well, okay, well that sounds fucking that sounds uh like she's telling the truth there then. Uh so you've got this um this storm is on its way and they you know they're sort of battening down the hatches and stuff and you know preparing for this 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 storm and uh Lou goes into town she sort of gets all her money out of the bank and she talks to the sheriff um who uh, played by Matt Craven, who clearly has a thing for her, but um, you know she's not willing to reciprocate. And you sure. know they have this sort of conversation where Lou's one of Lou's hands keeps locking up, and he talks to her about getting a you know a copper bracelet and stuff. And she just bugs up. She's got this amazing dog. That um, there was a lot in this series that was very reminiscent, uh, reminded me of the the old man.
0: Okay, with, series with Jeff Bridges. Well, yeah, a series that you highly rated.
1: Yeah um so basically what what then happens uh, is um this guy turns up um and he then well it's the actual dad it's not really um uh, spoiling anything to tell you that the the dad turns up and he's clearly a wrong one um, and he kidnaps the, the 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 daughter and starts moving away so, you know he's he's moving away from the house and they are going, so Hannah goes to see Lou and says, look, they've taken my daughter, you know, can you help me? Well, she doesn't ask her for help, but she's just in a, in a sort of tracking down thing. But Lou's like, okay, I can do this. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? Is like, well, I, you know, I can, I can do this shit. Right. So then they, it proceeds to be a sort of, you know, her, them through the storm chasing this uh, kidnapped daughter and this guy. So there were a few sort of twists and turns that I'm not going to spoil. Some that you sort of see coming. Some that were sort of like, mm, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bite, I'll buy it. It's fine. Sure. Um, there's a couple of things that you just sort of go, okay, that doesn't really explain a lot, but fine. Um, for the most part, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I think it's um, Alison janny who was always wonderful. Um, I think he's pretty convincing as a badass, actually. Okay, well that's good. Um, they do a very good job of um, during the sort of fight scenes with her uh, they do a very good job of convincingly covering up that I don't think it's Alice and Janny throwing herself around sure. right, like that it's, but not,
0: it's not like um, Snoop Dogg from uh, that vampire movie oh no although I think that was done for comedic effect anyway I, I, they, I do too I assumed think. that was intentional on their part that they're like well let's make this clearly not him you know yeah <laughs> Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but
1: well, no, I I think I agree with you on that one. I think it's kind of good. Um, so the um, there's some nice little set pieces. Um, the the, the dad sort of unhingedness is 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 comical at times. Mm. His he, sort of his plan at the end sort of thing, when when it's sort of revealed, is a bit like okay, fine if if that's what you want to do sure okay fine it's, yeah. a, it's completely over the top and a, a little silly but fine whatever i'll i'll go with it um there's a really be- uh beautifully shot um fight scene at the end which i, I i'm not going to spoil um which i thought was really nicely done um mm. really beautiful um yeah overall i think it's a really it's a it's a it's you know it's it's not the best thing ever when you know it's what i say all the time yeah. it, but it's, it's, a, it's a thoroughly what enjoyable
0: the best thing ever <laughs>
1: uh blade runner like. i was gonna say blade runner <laughs> hear, it, but... <laughs> <right>? <laughs> for you anyway <laughs> um but it's it, it, it's it's relatively well made uh, it's nicely shot um you know it's it's got all uh, it's got some relatively solid action pieces mm and um, the story at times is a bit ridiculous but you know it's 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 nice enough um and I, yeah overall it's just a, a, a pretty solid enjoyable action movie really that's all that's, you know has an uh, this sort of a weird family dynamic going on in it um the little girl who plays V is is again another fantastic little um child actor um uh, obviously you know, Alice and Jelly's brilliant. Jenny Malay in the, her part was, was okay. She was, you know, doing what, what she's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, Logan Marshall Green is, is, as uh, Philip is, was it, was good as the, is the unhinged bad guy. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a, it was a fun little movie. Hmm, cool. Well, uh, you know,
0: sounds fun. I'll probably catch it at some point. I would imagine. But, um, yeah. Well, uh, I'll go with me. Me, my... The average thing i watched this week uh which was uh, my best friend's exorcism right um a film by uh damon thomas I'm not sure what else they've done um and uh, starring elsie fisher and uh amaya miller uh this is based on a book which i am reliably informed is actually fantastic um i know my ex was a big fan okay. of this book and I know quite a few people were very excited for this. Uh, certainly, because of my previous podcasts uh, in the Sweet Valley community, I saw you know a few a few people were like, "Oh my god, I've read this book and it's amazing." Uh, I have not read the book, right. um, but this film is distinctly average. Um, <laughs> so, uh, two best friends—well, uh, a group of friends, really—you um, know, do what teenagers do. Uh they, they go to this, this uh friend's cabin And it's uh, set in the eighties, right? It's set in the eighties, yeah. And you know, and, and in typical standards it will do everything it can to tell you and remind you
1: of that and, fact. Am I right that the dude that she goes to for help is the guy who was the producer on Glow?
0: Uh he, he might be. He is fucking hilarious. Like yeah. he might be the thing that was like he was funny. Um that that was the one bit that i found kind of humorous in this this whole thing um so they they go to their they go to this cabin i think it's a friend's cabin uh i i watched this like monday and my memory of it is like you know those kind of films that just disappear from your brain Yep. that's kind of what's happened with this so they go to this cabin (laughs) to do some of the drugs to do the drugs lsd or something as children as children do they go to do the drugs um and they point out oh there's this creepy place over there and it's meant to be haunted or whatever and, and and you know the the friend the two best friends go off there and and uh something attacks uh one of the girls um but they have like you know everything seems fine no memory of it and then the next day in school uh you know uh gretchen the, the the best friend she starts being quiet and reserved and then starts acting out and turning the the friends group against each other um, and obviously you know it turns out that she ends up being possessed and uh, then her best friend has to exorcise the demon that's why it's called my best friend's exorcism so there you go the that's...
1: vibe I was getting was like it's a com- it's a more comedy child friendly version of Jennifer's body
0: uh oh yeah kind of maybe actually it's it's unfortunately a horror comedy that is neither scary nor funny Ooh,
1: that
0: particularly. Was... Uh, oh particularly the only bit that made me honestly honestly the only bit that made me laugh was the guy who does the exorcism who is like they're like <laughs> they're like the uh they they do um they come to class uh and they basically do weight lifting uh, right they're like bodybuilders for Jesus,
1: okay, so they yeah. do
0: the whole like you know christ is is telling me to do one more rep and you know all that I, kind of stuff. I
1: have seen such things before yes, yeah.
0: which is hilarious that I was like that's funny um other than that, I didn't really find much funny some of the effects in this are there is a scene where obviously it's an exorcist movie, so they mm. have to do a puke scene um right. and <laughs> it's like the worst cGI puke i've ever seen oh. it. it looks terrible um and if it wasn't cgi then i don't know how they made it look so fake i'm pretty sure it was <laughs> not. um yeah the, there's nothing particularly wrong with the acting uh the the script is just really bland like i said the, the worst you know it's listed as a horror comedy and the worst yeah. thing you can do as a horror film is not be scary and the worst thing you can do is a comedy is not be funny and it's neither unfortunately right. um so yeah it it's it's not terrible like it's watchable it seemed a little over long if i'm honest i think it's got some pacing issues um no but either. the, the yeah. cast are fine um i don't you know I, it's one of those movies i i've already started to forget most of it um yeah. it it you know has very few moments and it's it's ultimately kind of bland um i'm interested to read the book because i know a lot of people love the book of this Mm. so so i'm kind of curious um what's in the book but not in the
1: film so the book's a ya book yeah yeah right
0: yeah yeah which which i knew going in this was <laughs> i knew this wasn't going to be like
1: the oh, exorcist yeah, yeah, yeah. or something I, yeah. I can see, you can see from the trailer that it exactly
0: exactly but you know i was expecting well. some laughs and and some you know it's very it's very kind of cookie cutter in its characterization of people which i guess is fine in a way um but it feels like you've just seen it all before really you know um so yeah can't really recommend this one to be honest it it's fine um but uh, i'm actually curious how long it was god yo yeah, oh my god it was yeah, an hour I, and 37 minutes I, it felt I just, way yeah, longer
1: yeah it was only an hour and a half
0: yeah it felt way longer than that when i was watching <laughs> it um, which is not a good sign i i would say the second half of the film is better than the first half the first half was a bit more of a slog the second half was was better right. um mainly due to the pacing i think really uh but yeah it's not a terribly strong script some of the effects are a bit dodgy and like i said it's not very funny or scary so it it kind of fails uh in that That's account true. but uh some fine young, young actors in it you know um just uh yeah for me it wasn't wasn't great but i'd be very interested to hear from people who have read the book what their take is hmm. um because i'm guessing certainly from what i heard of the book uh, in terms of the positivity of the book, and you know how much people loved it, uh, I'm assuming they kind of butchered it here. Uh, but I could be wrong. Um, it's always amazing and interesting how you can take what's written on a page and kind of do it literally, but still mess it up completely. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. I always remember it wasn't. I mean, I guess this is something you would say if you were being defensive. But I always remember, uh, I, I, Joss Whedon saying that. Um, they they took his script for alien resurrection and Mm. they literally made it but they did everything wrong yeah and that always that that i know obviously joss whedon is not uh, a particularly uh, good dude but um but you know it it, that's always stuck in my mind as as one of those things where it's like yeah you you can literally adapt something but in your direction you could totally botch it
1: well i think this is one of those things that it Mm. We're, we're we're really going to get into this in a minute when I do when I talk about blonde.
0: Well, but well, that, that, should we move into that? that it's that's, interp-
1: yeah. interpretation. It's it's how you read what you read into it, isn't it? Yes. And some people can some people can look at something and get so much out of it, and some people can just read the bare bones and yeah. not understand anything else that goes with it. Mm. And I think Joss Whedon's usually pretty good at, you know. Getting across his, what he well, wants I mean, to get I across.
0: yeah, I mean, I I would say you know, separating art from artist, yeah, obviously. Uh, I I think as a filmmaker and writer, Josh Whedon is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he's very talented in, in yeah. what he does, um, and you can when you watch Alien Resurrection, you do kind of you are kind of like, well, the, yeah, the, I can see the Whedon jokes, they're just not landing.
1: The, the crew of it's the there. Betty are literally Firefly. Crazy. Yeah, there's it. It's you can see it there. It's it, yeah, and I and I quite like um resurrection for the most part. I, I actually enjoy it. I think it's it's got some really nice little bits in it. There's some nice ideas like, in it. It's not a great movie, but
0: I always felt like it, a hybrid human alien was just like no, no, no.
1: That thing is. No. Cool. I don't know who designed that, but no.
0: It's that one-upmanship every time, isn't it, with movies? When they're yeah. like, oh, well, they've done a queen, but we so we need to do something more than a queen. It's like, no, you, you really uh, don't, you know. No. Um,
1: the queen was good enough. Yeah, just... the queen's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the thing that winds me up the most about the hybrid thing is that weird little nose, crinkly nose thing it's got. It's like, oh, that's just why? No, it looks so silly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's cer-
0: very angular. Certain angles, it looks kind of creepy. Yeah. When the lighting hits the, because it's got like that skull eye kind of. It's got those yeah. those inset eyes. Oh, well, it hasn't got eyes, has it? It's just, but it's yeah, got no, the it's, it's got no. the skull shape of where an eye would be. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's,
1: it's
0: that looks kind of creepy. But as soon as you see that bloody nose, it's like, oh god, no, yeah.
1: no, Terrible. no.
0: Um, but anyway, I, I guess that that you know uh interpretation of scripts interpretation of material leads yeah. us on to your review of blonde so yes. uh, let's so, uh...
1: blonde uh directed by um Andrew Dominic uh who previously done uh Chopper uh, I like
0: Chopper a lot Killing
1: Them Softly and the Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford mm-hmm. which is a great movie I absolutely adore that movie Yeah um so he also, he also did a really interesting documentary with um Nick Cave as well um, oh, really and nick cave does the soundtrack for this right uh so it stars anna de Am- uh anna Armis, uh lily fisher is the is the young norma Jean, uh julianne nicholson as uh, her mother you've got um oh what's his bloody name i can't find it now uh why can't i find him on here uh you've got bobby, uh, bobby can uh kind of all is um I was gonna say babe roof that is not fucking Babe Roof. Joe DiMaggio um <laughs> and Scoop McNary's in it. Uh you uh, ah Adrian Brody uh playing um Arthur Miller. Hmm. So this is uh a it's a fictionalized tell um bio of Marilyn Monroe uh, based yeah. on a book by uh, Joyce Carol Oates uh, which is again it's a, it's a fictional biography of, of, of Norma Jean uh, so you've, Anna De obviously plays uh, Norma Jean and, and I like to say and Marilyn because they're kind of two separate people is, is such right. They're, the, the the sort of movie sort of tries to say that um marilyn was kind of like her armor it was her it's the it's the, or you know it's the thing that she needed to to, to get on and to you know to, to face the world and do her acting stuff and norma jean was 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 the inner person sort of thing right uh so this you know it, go, it sort of goes through her and literally goes through her entire life um Where Do I start with this? Um, (laughs) so Anna de Armas is for the most part really good. Um, I I really rate her as an actress sometimes. She borders on parody, um, but I can't really fault her performance. Um, I think I'm right in saying that they actually, I mean, she's I think, is is she Cuban? I can't remember if she's.
0: I have absolutely no idea uh
1: yeah she's cuban and and, and I know she's got she does have a, a an accent, and I think she worked very hard on on the on hmm. getting Marilyn's voice right, but I think at times it does drop a little um and I think I'm right in saying that it was complete computer altered to sound right, a little... okay um the little girl that plays norma is, is is fantastic in the small part that she has uh most the, the, the all the acting is 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 great um it's shot incredibly art, artly done um the soundtrack as i said by nick uh, nick cape is is really really good um i fucking hate this movie <laughs> with,
0: i assumed um, you were going that way based on what you said uh, during uh, my best friend's exorcism so yeah
1: I, I hate this movie with a fucking passion honestly um oh, so no. it's it's i mean okay right it says it's a fictional. Um, yeah. You know, like,
0: for, now, for legal reasons, this is a fictional we,
1: tale. We know that. I mean, I'm no expert on Marilyn Monroe, but I've seen all of her movies. I've seen enough documentaries, read enough books about Marilyn Monroe that I know enough, enough about her.
0: I am up and, on the conspiracies.
1: Yeah. Well, exactly. There's all the conspiracies. <laughs> about, exactly. There's a, you know, there's a lot out there about. Yeah, Marilyn yeah, Monroe. yeah.
0: There is an awful lot.
1: And um, but but. Things we do it's actually know. actually
0: quite a fascinating subject.
1: Exactly. Uh, things we do know is that she did have, you know, not the greatest of lives. She had no. some. Many awful incidents happen. Mm. This movie takes those awful incidents and turns them up to 11 oh, no. and adds several more. Oh, okay. This movie is a litany of misery.
0: <laughs> wow. That, they should have put that on the poster.
1: It is an almost unending.
0: Oh, it's just just
1: literally suffering miserable. and oh,
0: misery, no.
1: and it's honestly it's
0: well like Marilyn never had a good day ever.
1: Exactly, it, it feels like that. It feels right. if it, it, it feels like they what they clearly wanted to show how she was, you know, destroyed and how she, how, you know, we are complacent in our, in our destroying of her because of, you know, we wanted her and we, you know, our, you know, this, this movie, well, I guess it does a pretty good job of making you feel like shit.
0: <laughs> right. For,
1: for like, for, for wanting to see a Marilyn, you know, wanting to see Marilyn Monroe.
0: I don't feel it, shit about it. I, I wasn't even born then. So.
1: But it doesn't show really who marilyn was it doesn't show how talented she was sure it doesn't show her as a as, as the because, clever
0: as you said but her troubles were well documented
1: yeah exactly but they add more they add things mm-hmm. like her mother tries to drown her um they add forced abortions um and it's honestly it's it i've heard it that some people describe this as it's as, as a horror movie it's it's and it it kind of feels like that. It almost mm. feels like torture porn. God, it's so horrid. And damn, no matter how beautifully it's shot, or how great the soundtrack is, or how great the acting is, it's almost and it's a fucking long movie as well. It's it's nearly three hours long. This
0: is nearly an hour and a half long.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, this is the movie's nearly three hours long. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it never stops being horrible mm. to her. And I, it, she comes across as being just an unhinged lunatic. You know, she's she's constantly calling all of her husbands daddy. And, you know, they, and yes, I know she had daddy issues because.
0: Yeah. Again, uh, documented. But... From
1: what I know of, of, of her, she did know who her father was, mm. but she never had any contact with him. Um, this movie basically sets up. The possibility that you know this um this this she's shown a picture when she's a little girl that, and said this is your father but you're not allowed to talk about, talk about him you're not allowed mm. to even tell people you've seen this picture right and then there's this continuing thread through the movie where she keeps getting these letters supposedly from her father sort of admonishing her for some of the the, the choices she's made mm. and you know, saying, "Oh, you know, one day we will see each other." You know, I, I, I do love you, and all that sort of stuff. And you think, "What is this utter rubbish? Why, why are they, why are they? If this movie was had gone, um, I'm going to show a fictionalised Hollywood style." But this
0: like. is the thing; it it becomes really gross when it's about a real person.
1: Yes, a a, a real person that you know.
0: Because this is how I feel about Titanic. Mm. I think that Titanic is a wonderfully made and wonderful film. If it wasn't called Titanic, but when you call it Titanic, and when you start changing people, real people <laughs> and their characterizations, to be something that they were not, yeah, it feels gross. Mm-hmm. And it and it's the same here when you're doing a biopic. And I'm always a bit kind of, uh, I'm I'm always um a little hesitant when it's like a a, a biopic about someone who's not around anymore yeah or or like you know long gone then it's like okay well i guess there's you know no real family around to complain about it we can do what we want and it's like no 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 this was a real person you know um
1: there's there's many biopics i love yeah uh, Shame. but you always have to you know be aware that these are interpretations of course
0: and that, and for and and if the artist is alive or the person or the subject is the subject's alive generally yeah. it's going to be very favorable to them and wash over yes. a lot of the bad things yeah uh, but yeah. i feel like when they're pat when they've passed you get the opposite where they're they're like well we can take full advantage of this now because, mm-hmm. you
1: know yeah and this this does that
0: that is a shame
1: a hundred it's it's oh, i mean god Honestly, there there were times where I just think, I I just don't want to watch any more of this. I want to switch it off. And I thought, no, because if I switch it off, one, I can't talk about it. Yeah. You know, and maybe I should have. Maybe I should have just gone, no, and I'm not not reviewed it. But I genuinely thought this was a horrible and it's it's of the weird it it feels, at times, it feels like an art project because Throughout the movie, it goes. It switches from black and white to color, mm-hmm. sometimes seemingly at fucking random. It switches ratios.
0: It switches uh, aspect ratios.
1: Arbitra- yeah, 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 arbitrarily. Oh that, 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 again, it doesn't seem to be. Maybe, that maybe because I'm a, maybe I'm an idiot and I, I didn't get the the, the subtlety of the, the the changes, but it seemed random to me, um, and fucking pointless not only do they they seem to hate marilyn um jfk gets absolutely complete i mean look i'm not under a no illusions about jfk i know that he did some terrible things Yeah, there were some things yeah you know he's not he wasn't the greatest human being that ever lived no my god i mean he's only in a brief scene in this and it's just vile they i mean the it's it's a you know it's towards the end of her life and at this point in the movie she's almost completely out of it and she's just ferrying her around Mm -hmm. and the 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 sort of explanation for her death why she eventually decided to kill herself is so gross it's to you know am i gonna Fuck it! I don't give a well, fuck.
0: You've already said there were like forced abortions and stuff. It's yes. to do, yeah. It,
1: the, the, it's to do with these letters that she gets. She's received. Right. The letters aren't obviously aren't coming from her father. They're coming from um,
0: management or something. No. The no are...
1: Early, early in her career, she has this affair with um, Charlie Chaplin Jr. and Edward G. Robinson Jr. Right. And one of them, for some reason, decides he's going to write these notes and when he dies he leaves her this package that says oh there was no there was never any father
0: it was me the whole time
1: the whole time right and it's and that basically is what pushes her over the edge at the, the very end wouldn't that okay and it's like that is it, i mean her, as i said her life was already horrible in it you know and cruel <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, well, it documented that her life, she struggled enough without yeah. fictional stuff being without added.
1: having to add extra fucking punishment for this fucking woman. Like I said, it doesn't show any of the, you know, it doesn't really show why people loved her, other than the fact that, oh yeah, she was, like, pretty and, you yeah. know, she acted a bit. There was there's, there was no, there's no life in this. There's no, oh, it's, there's, there's no attempt to make Marilyn a person it it makes her this just unhinged avatar for misery and pain
0: it sounds awful
1: it is, it's fucking horrendous I really hate this movie I can honestly say at the, at the moment this is the most hated <laughs> movie I've ever seen oh my god, ever I I, I hate it so much
0: holy shit that's it's... that's like wow, that is really strong. Um, even if that obviously I guess it's, it's the it's the most recent bad thing you watched, so mm-hmm. it kind of stands to reason yeah, that you might I mean, think that. But I mean I even if that
1: could blind others, but at the moment yeah, even
0: if that you know, even if that that kind of hate for it uh lessens over time, mm. the the fact that it made you feel that way at all Yeah in the first place is mm. is shocking. That's that's awful. Um Wow uh, I I it's a shame because I love the actress I think she's fantastic she's um,
1: she's, she's great what well, you know the the part that she's been given she she's doing does, great with the material she's got beautifully. yeah beautifully she's she, you know she's a, she's a good actress you know and like, like I said sometimes the accent falls a little but she herself is amazing and like yeah. and you know she they've inserted her into sort of like you know some of the movie roles and stuff that you yeah. see and at times, it is, like, literally, oh, my God, it's, that's, no, it is actually her, oh, okay. Right. It, it's it's uncanny at times, you know, but for the majority of it, it does feel like a parody of her. That's a real shame. You know, and like I said, everybody else is, is I, I can't really fault the performances, I can't fault, you know, the the visuals, I mean, even though they're sometimes you know like the, like you know like the changing aspects and and black yeah. and white stuff you know that 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 makes it feel like it's almost well it, 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 this is an art movie i i let, let's know let's,
0: let's yeah this is an it's art an movie art. rather than a biopic this, and this movie, i
1: don't think really is for the general public i, I mm. honestly i i can't say that this this, this was made awful. with this wasn't i don't think this movie was made with with the general public in in mind right <clears throat> Honestly, it, it 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 does nothing for Marilyn at all, other than make you feel shitty that she had a bad life.
0: Yeah, which we knew already. Exactly. Like it, you know, I, and and that's what I don't get is why why add fictional things mm-hmm. to to a story that was already really tragic.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. All it does is just, but amp- it's it, honestly, it was it was kind of like what what, they, what are those bloody um. Oh, was it Flower of Something? Those Japanese movies. You know, the torture ones.
0: Oh, God, yeah, I can't think of the name of them.
1: I'm sure it's Flower of Something. I can't off the top of I any. think you might be right. I, I think I only, I only ever watched one of those, and, it, and you know... It was, I, I, it
0: was, that was enough.
1: I like horror, I like I gore, I like that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this that movie was just basically watching a guy cut a woman apart.
0: I, I must admit, I've never understood torture porn.
1: And... Uh, personally, at times it felt like that. It was like just watching a, a, a woman be awfully tortured.
0: Yeah, it sounds
1: again, again and again, with, with with I mean, there's I think there's like one real sort of um, section where she's with uh, Arthur Miller hmm. that's sort of a, a little bit happier, right. Briefly. But even now, i mean you know you know where it's going well i mean i know where it's going but you know it you know it doesn't end well but they, they sort of amp it up like i said everything's amped up and, and, and honestly I, I i kind of want to scrub this movie from my brain and fire <laughs> it's it. absolutely but, awful i mean you, look this is just my interpretation this is sure. how i like, oh yeah of course yeah yeah you know, other people can would will interpret and i know there are, i've seen other reviews of it people have really enjoyed it mm. and have found it very powerful and i can kind of understand it well you un-
0: might not have any knowledge of marilyn and think it's great yeah and think that it's accurate
1: or you or you might just i mean i've i've, I've heard, seen interpretations where people say yes it's very powerful it shows you know the effect of hollywood on people and it shows how you know Complicit. We, we we can all be in somebody's legend and all that sort. Of stuff. And I was like, yeah, okay, I I can I can see that point of view. Yes. I fucking disagree with it. Yeah. And I just think that this was one of the most vile movies I've ever seen.
0: Damn. That's a real shame. That is a real shame.
1: Like uh, honestly, I can't. Uh, uh, the performances were standing. I just can't recommend it. I I would honestly say if you know if you're curious. By all means, knock yourself out. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, but I personally would just say, fucking avoid it like the plague. It is it is just a, oh, three no. hours of absolute misery, and I hated it. I really Run. hated it.
0: Damn. But yeah, man, that that really, <laughs> really sucks. Um, yeah. Anyway.
1: I mean, at least now I, I can, when somebody says, well, what's, what's your least favorite movie, I, I, I can go, that.
0: Yeah, I have to think about what mine is. Maybe I should watch it too, so that I've. Got I think an Mother
1: was my least favorite movie.
0: Yeah, you hated Mother, didn't you? I hated
1: you Mother as well.
0: Um. So anyway, I have been watching something that I have been thoroughly enjoying, mm. and that is the Midnight Club.
1: Yeah, I've got I'm, I've got that on my list, ready to go. I haven't watched any of it yet.
0: Now I'm a big fan of Mike Flanagan's work. Yep. Uh, in, in general, I have issues with some stuff. But overall, um, you know, I I loved Doctor Sleep. Um, yep. I absolutely loved uh I loved Haunting of Hill House. I uh, I absolutely loved Blind Manor. I know you weren't such a fan of Bly Manor, I loved it.
1: I, I don't get me wrong, I still like I, I know you en- didn't hate it or anything. I still enjoyed it. There was but there was just I, I I mean certainly compared to Hill House it was you know.
0: Mm. Uh Midnight Mass I enjoyed for the most part.
1: Um, I really in my eyes a lot. I, I mean, the is it episode? The I think it was the one before the end, the one where they're on the rowboat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's it's been long enough now. We've
0: got, yeah, yeah,
1: it's fine. The the scene where he's explaining what happened to him to her, yes. and he's telling her how much he loves her. And you, you, my wife didn't figure out what he was doing. I did, and I was like, I know exactly why he's gone out there yeah and it's what a what a fucking ending and the fact that as the credits are going you can just hear her crying and screaming yeah it was that was beautifully done yeah beautifully done
0: yeah absolutely um yeah i I loved it sorry
1: i've I've just got i've got the um the the thing of the imdb up here oh yeah standing camp in it sorry Is Heather Landing camp in it? Yes. Oh man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and quite a prominent role as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Uh, Well, obviously she's great. I say she's great. Obviously (laughs) she's great.
1: Um,
0: So uh, this is based on uh, another uh, YA author, uh, Christopher Pike, (laughs) uh, and uh, I think it's based on like a bunch of his novels and and the one called The Midnight Club. Mm. Um, So.
1: I've got a couple of Christopher Pike books
0: actually. Got yeah. So uh, this, right. this this I, I guess something of a of a trigger warning with this one. Um, oh, okay. I loved what I've seen of this so far. I've got one episode to go. Well, one and a half episodes to go. Okay. So it may completely shit the bed in the last one and a half episodes. <laughs> in which case, sure. next time we what get round right to this,
1: I it's will do a
0: correction. But as of right now, I'm loving this. However, I will say this is fucking depressing in places. It's pretty, oh, really? it's a pretty hard watch in places.
1: Um, oh, we've gone from one depressing thing to another.
0: Well, yes, but there's a lot of good in this, though. It's yeah. not all negative. Um,
1: well, the thing so, about um, Flanagan's work is it mostly has happy endings.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how this one will, but we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> um, so uh, the, honest, the like- story kind of starts with uh, Ionka Uh, who's a young teenager. Uh, She's at a party, meets a guy and collapses. Kind of had this like kind of romantic key kind of, you know, chatty chatting up kind of conversation. Then she collapses, uh, finds out that she has uh, thyroid cancer and uh, she tries to, uh, they, they try to manage it for about a year uh, before it becomes terminal. They realize that it's terminal. Um, She looks into a bunch of uh, hospices and places and she finds a place called Brightcliff home, uh, hospice uh, which is run by uh a doctor and and she she sees that in the past someone walked out cured right um and there's the rumors of witchcraft and all sorts of things going on at this place so she basically convinces her dad that she wants to go to this hospice um this is where the depressing thing comes in this is an entire 10 episode series about terminally ill children uh, yeah, more young adults.
1: You know, I'd actually uh, forgotten that from the app, from the trailer. Actually, yeah,
0: yeah, and it and it is, uh, it gets pretty heavy. Um, but I will say the main reason, really, the main reason outside of the the, the kind of morbid, uh, subject matter, and obviously, you know, having cancer and terminal illness is going to hit. You know, it's gonna it's gonna tug at everyone's heartstrings. Everyone yeah. knows someone, right? Um, but. The the main reason that it does is because you love these goddamn characters, man. Like I love them, like all of them. And and you know one by one, you know, they're, they're 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 going. Um and and some of them I mean, um one of them uh I, I goddamn hated when we first meet her. She's an absolute bitch. But then obviously, you know, as as all good writing should, as as we yep. continue, we we start to um we we start to see why why she is like this and and um and uh you know how she became this way and also she opens up because um Anya the the the, the bitch uh she she <laughs> when she first meets uh Ayonka like, she's like she's like like offended by her positivity and and the fact that <laughs> because uh, she she thinks that you know she's going to find a cure She's like not given up on a cure, whereas obviously Anya's somewhat further down the path and she's like, no, like, yeah, yeah, it's terminal. Um, but anyway, we have this story uh, the story of the terminally ill kids, the story of Bianca uh, trying to um find a cure, find some magical way out of this. Uh, she meets. Uh, a lady in the woods, and there's this mysterious symbol and mysticism going on in the house, and she's, she sees a, this spirit as well occasionally in the house that kind of pursues her at times and stuff. So there's all of that going on. Um, but then there's the Midnight Club. So the Midnight Club is basically these terminally ill kids, and, and it turns out, as the series goes on, this is a tiny spoiler, as the series goes on, it turns out this is a something that has happened... Throughout generations of kids that have come lived and died in this hospice uh is the midnight club yeah. and what well, the midnight club is that they meet at midnight every night the terminally ill kids in secret uh and they bring some booze or whatever they can find and they tell horror stories yeah. so we have the main story, but we also Uh, every episode, I think it's pretty much... I think it's every episode. Every episode, we get one of the kids telling a story. Um, And the story, usually, obviously, it's a fictional story from the kid's perspective, but it tells you a lot about that child, about that kid, as as they kind of tell the story. It's
1: almost like they're sort of like like a fictional history for
0: them something. there's well there's elements of it in there right so so they're they're kind of twilight Zony episodes uh like mm-hmm. within an episode there's like this, okay. this other episode um they're horror stories so they've always got some crazy things going on um but there's always some like element of truth in there like deep in there there's something about this there's something about the It says something about the team right yeah um, and I think it's used to great effect. I'm not sure if it's going to put people off because like, you're kind of following the main story and then every episode it'll stop for a period of time to tell you this other story. I right. loved the other stories though. Um, uh, one of Anya's stories, I loved it. I was like, that would, that was such a good, uh, it- it's one with the, the devil granting a wish. That's all I'll say about it. Um, right. Okay. Fantastic, fantastic episode uh, or a fantastic story, um, and again would have fit perfectly, uh, you know, in in a really dark episode of the Twilight Zone. It was great. Um, so you kind of have to deal with that. The 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 you know you feel like you're getting somewhere, and then you're going to be taken off to this other story, and then you'll come back. Um, the only thing that really kind of bugged me about this so far is the need for every single episode to end on a cliffhanger, and usually it's like. It's resolved immediately, and it wasn't really a cliffhanger. Uh, but they no, kind no. of do it as like a sting. It's like, weird, like,
1: like some of the, the the old Doctor Who cliffhangers. Which yes,
0: yeah, like... yeah. Like Sonic Screwdriver in the first five seconds of the next episode yeah. resolved. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of like that. You know, like someone will faint, and it's like, is she dead? And it's like, oh my no, god, she's, she's fine. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> yeah, she's not no, fine. She she's like, terminally it. ill, but she's you know, <laughs> she is fine in the next scene. You know, for for now, she's fine. Um. But yeah, uh, I am loving this this series so far, and I must say it has like it has made me reasonably emotional at times uh, because okay. I care about these kids. Yeah, and and you know obviously they are that's all terminally
1: good, that's ill. That's a good
0: sign. You've got some great discussions going on in this as well. Um, you have the the cast of characters. They're they're friends and they're brought together through their terminal illnesses, but obviously they're there for different reasons. There's different faiths and beliefs. Yonker, uh, for example, is is like you know going down the witch path, and like you know, hey, maybe there's some you know some spells and or something I can you know some way out of this magical way out of this. Um, you've got a devoted Christian character. Um, you've got a uh, Spencer who is gay uh, and has AIDS, so he's dying of AIDS, terminal AIDS. Um, and you've got that immediate uh, crossing between Sandra, the devoted Christian, uh, and Spencer and and you know they they clash over belief because obviously her christian beliefs completely go against and say that that spencer being homosexual is like a sin right um and obviously spencer has issues with his family similar similar thing with his with his parents um you've got you know uh really interesting relationships between the characters um you know it it's more than just a hey, here's a group of kids telling stories there there is actually really good backstory and character progression for each of these kids as the story progresses um i really hope this doesn't shit the bed in the last episode and a half because <laughs> i'm loving this so far It it's absolutely fantastic um but it it has i i have been kind of like getting to a point we're not at like we're not at chernobyl levels right Right, because Chernobyl was like, I watch an episode and then I have to do something fun. Yeah, like I'm just like the life is being sucked out of me. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Chernobyl was pretty unique. It was too bleak. It
0: was like it was great, and I watched an episode, but then I'm like, I need to watch something really like I started watching Buffy again because of that. I think because I was like, I just need to watch something silly (laughs) afterwards, you know, just to kind of cleanse my palate of the negativity. Um, Yeah, it's it's not that bad.
1: Watch an episode, have a walk around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> like with puppies or something. So it's not that bad,
0: but there are moments where I'm like, I, I think that's enough for now. I'll come back to it tomorrow. You know, right. just do something else because it is quite heavy. You know, watching young kids deal with terminal illness is is not you know it, it's not fun. No. Um, but yeah, uh, Heather is amazing. Uh, as uh, she plays the doctor, um, and and she's great. Cool um and uh yeah so you've got that going on as well where you've got the doctor and that's not been entirely revealed yet but you you've got the doctor who's running the hospice but then you've also got um uh Shashta I think her name is uh she's a woman who lives in the woods there's like a commune or she doesn't live in the woods but she's got a, a commune next to uh Brightcliff right. um and the whole reason for her or them that commune being there is because of the healing powers of the place but the doctor won't share the, the powers of the place with them they believe and there's so there's all that going on there's an awful lot going on and then in the middle of each episode you've got a separate story um i feel like i'm rambling a bit but this I, is... that,
1: that, that sounds like some people are really going to get pissed off with that yeah I, I
0: feel like they might but it's working for me uh i i think this is fantastic so far and i'm i'm really looking forward to finishing it so um yeah i, I so far highly well, recommend the night, well that's
1: cool because uh, i was I, I, I as i said i've got it on my list of, of you know
0: i so. Really curious what you make of it. I know you're a big fan of Mike Flanagan as well, so mm. it'll be fun to see. I, I'm
1: really looking forward to his next one. Um, he's uh, doing uh, Fall full of, of House of Usher, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And again, it's, it's I'm, I'm just looking through the cast of this as well. Is, is, is the usual faces are showing up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, which is, you know, I, 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 again, I like that. It's, it's, it's cool to see these, the, the, you know, these actors in different parts.
0: Yeah, actually, it's not the 80s. I think it's set in the 90s.
1: Not the eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah, nineties.
0: Um, yes, because one of the kids is a gamer and he's talking about the PlayStation coming out and him not living long enough to see it.
1: That's, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that
0: will... uh, they they talk about things that annoy them in their class and and one of the things is that he's played every console, but he will never get to play that console because it is in Japan, but it won't be out over here in time, and you know. On, that's
1: right. kind of cool though.
0: Yeah, i know, is I honestly, uh I'm really curious what you make of this. I think we'll have a good discussion probably next time when you've watched it and uh we'll we'll catch up. But um yeah, absolutely uh recommending the Midnight Club so far.
1: Cool.
0: Um so what else have you watched?
1: Uh, so uh Mr. Hannigan's phone.
0: Mr. Hannigan's phone. Uh
1: so this is based on a uh Stephen King short story. Hmm. Uh, it's directed by uh, John Lee Hancock, which sounds like the most Texan name ever. And apparently, I mean, he, is a, <laughs> he is a Texan, um, and he previously he's previously did uh, the Blind Side, uh, the Highwayman, um, Saving Mr. Banks. So he, he, you know, he's done a, a few interesting things. Um,
0: oh my God, my brain went somewhere completely different when you said the Highwayman. What's that? My brain went somewhere completely different when you said the Highwayman, and I don't even know. Oh, I was
1: the one with. Um... Oh my god! What's his name? Uh, my, my brain is completely—it's uh, not. Trust me, it's not. Custer, Woody Harrelson—it's that one. It's
0: I'm one thinking of yeah. an old TV show about a uh, like uh, super truck. Yeah. Do you know what? I never knew that. I mean, <laughs> only... does exist because I just literally my brain went. Wait a minute, the Highwayman. Um...
1: I did not. I would never heard of that until relatively recently. I'd oh never really? See... Yeah. No, I saw this thing on it, and I was like. I do. I've never seen that. Well, funny enough,
0: like, I I never I saw it originally. It. Someone gave me a copy of it years ago, um, on like a USB stick or something.
1: I'm not sure it was ever brought over here. It probably wasn't. That, I mean, no, that doesn't, you know, doesn't mean it is. It I, I definitely have I, copies I, of it. I've like. never seen it, and I I saw this thing talking about it, and I was like, well, I have no idea what that is. I mm-hmm. did look it up, and I thought I must see that at some yeah, point. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's a, it's probably
1: terrible, a but in, but good. Yeah,
0: terrible but good. Anyway, sorry. Yeah.
1: Yes, so uh, it stars uh, Donald Sutherland. Uh, now I'm going to is it is that Jaden or Jardine J- Jaden Jaden Mart- uh, Martel, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Tippett, uh, and Kirby Howell-Baptiste. So this is we are introduced to uh, Craig, uh, Craig played by Jaden uh, uh, Mart- uh, Martel, who is a when you first see him he's a young young boy whose mother's died. Um, and uh they live in this sort of small town where sort of nothing really happens and um one day when he's at church uh he does this reading and mr hannigan played by donald Subland, who's this uh, this old elderly gentleman comes in and he hears him speak and then he basically goes to him and says um i'll pay you if you come and read for me right so, what then happens is, for a number of years, basically every week, Craig goes to Mr. Hannigan in his big mansion, um, and he basically just reads books while Mr. Hannigan basically just sits there. And they, you know, have this sort of weirdly touching relationship. Yeah. Um, It's clear that Mr. Hannigan has, well, he, he was obviously a very successful businessman who probably did some terrible, awful things uh, in business, you know, business wise. Uh, And he basically, he came to retire here because as you find out later, not really giving anything away, but as you find out later, he came there because he didn't want, he wanted to stop people asking him things. Right. Because inevitably he would tell them what he thought sort of thing. And, you know, he just wanted to be away from everybody. So he chose this, Middle of the of nowhere little town. Uh, so Craig um, and you know and uh, his dad they they're obviously they're struggling a little with with you know with money and things. But every year he gets a a, a scratch card for, as a Christmas present from Mister Hannigan. Right. And um, one year he he wins uh, three thousand pounds. Nice. Uh so this is set uh, now I'm guessing must be sort of mid 90s. It, it's basically when phones start coming in, right?
0: Yeah, mid mid what mobile phones. Yes. Well, like not brick not, mobile phones but like you know reasonable size. Based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, probably when, mid late 90s. Late so there's
1: 90s. A, there's a weird sort of he, they get when he he goes he starts sort of you know when he starts high school. The clicks here are phone based. Right. So you've got one table which has all the iPhones, and you've got one table that has oh, all the...
0: iPhones? Oh, God, I, I guess that's probably later than... That's probably like 2000, early 2000, 2000s, I
1: guess. Yeah, it must be early 2000s. I probably does say, and I've, I've forgotten. I, it must be, yeah, early 2000s. Um, so, yeah, the, you've got the, 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 sort of, the sort of kind of rich, swanky kids have the iPhones, and, you know, the other kids have, have the different phones, and the basically... The
0: poor phones, Motorola's. Exactly, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that sort of thing. So, um, he basically buys himself with the money that he's won he buys him, himself a new phone um and he also buys one for donald sutherland right and explains to him you know i know you you don't know, approve but it you know explains how they work and he says look i can show you the the you know the indexes and all that sort of stuff that you know all the all the um the markets and things like up to date you know you know he's like oh he said this news hey he's kind of horrified but intrigued by this and this movie i would say is very anti-phone okay (laughs) it definitely has a a it has a a, you know a thing about how our lives have changed since phones have come out um so
0: hard to argue with that
1: well yes exactly um so while this is um, going on. He's also being uh, there's, a, there's a there's a bully that he keeps having run-ins with. And um, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's <laughs> So basically, what happens is Mr. Hannigan dies. Right. And um, Craig is the one that finds him. Um, and you know he's very upset by by, the, by this because you know he he, he's, he he loved this guy he he enjoyed spending time with him and you know, there's a really good night, lovely scene um, with where you know Mr Hanning arrogant says to him why why do you still come here what what are you getting out of this I don't understand what and you know he almost seems angry as to you know that why he's still coming yeah and says to him you know I. Because I love our times together. I I enjoy the discussions we have. Mm. I love the books we read. I you know the, this is the this, these are like the high the highlights of my week coming here, and you can see that he's genuinely touched by that answer. You know, and I I will I will say that, you know it's Donald Sutherland.
0: Yeah, yeah um, I was going to say like acting wise, and
1: he's I mean he's he's eighty something, eighty seven or something. He's 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 pretty old now. Yeah. And, and he does. He's he doesn't move very far from his chair, um, but he can act the pants off of anybody just sat there, you know. Yeah, absolutely. The, the two central performances are really good in this. I, I really enjoyed that. So basically, what happens is he he puts the phone in um, Mr. Hannigan's uh, pocket when just uh, at, the, at the at the funeral, and. Basically, to cut a long story short, um, he gets beaten up by this by his bully, and he, you know, Mister Hannigan said to him at one point, you know, never let anybody get one up on you. Always do things, you know, always get their first sort of thing. Yeah. So he goes home and he basically phones Mister Hannigan just to sort of vent, mm. and the next thing you know, his bully's dead. Oh, yeah. So, right. What I will say, results. Is, yeah, <laughs> problem what solved. I'll, what I'll say is, this it, it's it's a horror, it's a sort of horror mystery mo- movie, horror sort of you know drama sort of stuff. It's very much feels like a episode of, sort of Tells from the Crypt or Twilight Zone.
0: Okay, well, like a very it's... long episode of. Yeah, I guess yeah, Tales yeah. from the Crypt was. Uh...
1: Yeah, it is. So it's
0: because he did tell us for the crypt movies, didn't he?
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I, I love the first one,
0: the Bordello of
1: Blood. That's something. the second one. That. Is that the second one? That's the that's only the
0: one second. I remember. It, to be honest, I really like.
1: Love... What's the first that's, one? That's rubbish. Yeah, Demon... it's rubbish. Demon Knight.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, Demon Knight's great. Yeah, yeah, it's, I remember like, that it's
1: now. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Bordello of Blood is rubbish, it's, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, same. It's rubbish. And the but I love third it. one. Which is, I think I've ever seen the third. Um, it's not sort of a direct, really sort of third one, but it's a sort of should have. It, it's kind of should be is the third one. It's, it's awful, right? Awful. awful. Don't w- ever watch the third one. <clears throat> anyway, so it's to be honest, it, it, you know, it's it, it kind of sets itself up as a horror thing, but it's not about the horror because, to be honest, you know, not really spoil anything, but you don't really see the you know any gore or anything like that you don't really see the whatever it is that's killing who gets killed because i'm not i don't want to spoil too much um it's mostly about this that you know the relationship between these two characters it's 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 a coming of age story really and for 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 that i really enjoyed it i think people are probably going to go in expecting a horror movie and it's not
0: yeah, don't don't save this one for Halloween I guess. That no, no, mistake.
1: definitely not. It's 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 more a a, a sort of a, a character study really. It's more you know, obviously with weirdness in it. You know, it's 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 a it's a coming of age story with with vague and uh, uh, you know, vague horror tones. Yeah. Um if you go in expecting just that, um you know, just just that it's it's this nicely done um coming of age story with two brilliant central performances i think you will you would really enjoy it if you go in expecting a horror movie then you're going to be really really disappointed because this yeah. is not that. It, it, it literally feels like a um you know a, a twilight zone light if you will it, it feels like one of their lighter stories with sure with, 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 with just a little bit of an edge but I really enjoyed it. I think it. I, I think if, it, it, like I said, if you, if you go and think with that in mind, I think you you will really enjoy it too. I mm. I, I I would recommend it as a as a just for Donald Sutherland alone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jaden Martel, which I, I'm I know we've seen him in something else. going to just see what else he's been in. Oh, St. Vincent. Oh, he was in uh, Knives Out. Oh, he was the little. Ah, he must have a thing for phones because he was the little shit with the phones in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, he? Yeah. Oh, a midnight special. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So yeah, he's a really good actor, really, um, really good young actor, and I really enjoyed this movie. I, I, it was, it was really, it was a nicely made coming of age movie with with horror over uh, horror know, undertones, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It was, yeah if it's it, like I said, if you go in thinking that, then. I think you'll you'll come away ha- satisfied. Hmm,
0: cool. Uh, so I think you've got one more that you
1: watched. I do. Uh, so uh, luckiest girl live.
0: Yes, I was. I almost watched this one myself, but I didn't get time.
1: So this is um, directed by uh, Mark Mike Barker, um, who previously done things directed things like. Uh, Episodes of broad church and the handmaid's tale and the fire girl and stuff like that uh so it stars uh mila kunis uh chiara aurelia uh finn whitbrock uh connie Britton, uh scoop McNary again um justine lupe and this is a story of annie Aunt, sorry arnie um who is this um woman who who works for women's magazines Mm. Uh, she is engaged to luke who is this sort of socialite comes from a rich family you know almost perfect guy Um, they're they're about to get married Um, she's trying to uh get a job in the new yorker um you know she has this amazingly you know regimented controlled Uh, Life uh, where you know, she can be a bitch and you know, she's You know everything is is all she has everything planned out. Let's say she's got everything, you know ready, but she also has these Moments where you can you know, something has happened something, you know Hmm. Thing things have happened. So you basically you realize that uh, Well, it tells you she was she was involved and a survivor of a school shooting. Right. <laughs> and um, there's a documentary crew are trying to make a, a a doc about what happened on that day. And one of the other survivors, who's now in a wheelchair, um, he's come forward and he's telling his side of the story. But she's never told her side, right? And there are rumours that she might have been involved, that she she was complicit with the. Oh
0: you know, God! Okay. She
1: didn't just survive; she was part of it. Those are what the rumours are. And as I said she never, she never told anybody. She's not really told her her side. She hasn't really discussed it, and she she's refused in the past. But this documentary crew, you know, the this guy's, you know, he's. he's up you know why don't you tell your side why don't, you know he's saying what he's saying why don't you you know and she's she kind of thinks well maybe you know she can get more kudos out of this more well, maybe she can you know maybe she can angle this in a good in a, in a good way so she kind of agrees to <clears throat> to to do at least do an interview as long as this other guy is not there or, or you know she has no contact with him so f- f- from there you've also got um flashbacks to when she was younger and the the younger arnie uh played by um cherea aurelia i'm sorry i'm buttering your name uh who, who again played wonderfully actually the younger i've not seen, seen her before but she's really good mm. um and you you see that when she, you know she was younger she sort of came from this um it's overbearing mother played by um uh connie Britton, uh and she's taken to, she gets this uh she gets to go to this prestigious school um where she doesn't quite fit in but she you know she she, she manages to she, she she gets a few friends and she gets a boyfriend and i how much i'm not sure how much i should say here but um Let's just say something happens to her um, that kind of kicks off all that happens later. Right. And it's, you know, the reason why she's... One of the reasons why she is like she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't want to uh, spoil anything, so I, I won't go too far into it. Um, but what I will say is um, Mila Kunis... Um, plays this um, amazing, she gives this amazing performance, I thought, of of this you know damaged woman who um, has this this mask of control that that she that she's constantly you know putting up. There's a there's a really cool scene earlier on where they're at this um, she meets her her uh, intended um, for lunch sort of thing or like or I think it's at the end of work or something. And they go to. She says, "Oh, I, I want pizza." Then, you know, she she's while she's there walking along, she's explaining how you know how things work and how she she manipulates things and how she sees other people that are walking by and stuff. And they're in this they're in this pizza restaurant, and um, she looks. She, she's eaten one piece of pizza basically, and um, right. uh, her 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 fiance sort of he's eaten a few, a few pieces and he's like oh you know we'll, we'll, we'll save the rest for later sort of thing and he, he, he sort of gets up and he says, I've got to go to the bathroom because he says to this the the waitress oh can we get a box for for the for the leftovers and he goes off to the toilet and then she proceeds to grab the rest of the pizza and just shove it in her mouth <laughs> okay as quickly as possible and then she basically tells Tells the waitress, "Oh, uh, you know, it's fine. Don't worry about it." And then she spills the water and pretends that the waitress spilt water over the pizza, so it was ruined. Right. So that tells you, you know, okay, you know, these there's a, there's a certain amount of control and you know longing we have here that that that, that, are, that are really interesting. And she does have these like weird visions that they're picking out knives. Okay, and uh, you know, for for well, cutlery sort of thing for, for for their wedding stuff, and she literally sees you know blood dripping from this knife, and she you know she has these sort of um, like not visions exactly, but you know she has she sees th- these things which you know again make you go okay, this there is clearly stuff here going on here, you know beneath this amazingly calm surface. And I really like. I thought she did a really great job of of of, of bringing that out. Really, really cool. I uh, I, I think it's you know um, it's it's uh, filmed really well. Um, all the performances are really really great. I mean, Connie Britton is this her white trash mother is is, is kind of hilarious and sad. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I said, I don't want I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, I, I, but I was really satisfied with the, um, with the end. Um, w- weirdly in it, almost like, you know, it, with the, with the, um, with the Marilyn thing, there's a lot, you can, there's a lot of trauma stuff with this, yeah. but this, you know, the specifics of this were so far removed from that movie that, you know, it was it was an it was an enjoyable watch because it was although there was, there's 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 this sort of underlying trauma that goes on it was done in a way and handled much better I think I I, I really like this movie I I really recommend it
0: Yeah it was uh, it was one I was tempted to check out because it, it you know the trailer kind of grabbed me so uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it
1: Yeah yeah there's some really lovely little scenes um, and as I said Mila Kunis is one of her one of the one of her best performances I think.
0: I think she's great in the right role, you know. Yeah,
1: I think she, I, I think she's sort of fallen into, um, you know, the, the sort of the girlfriend roles that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Happens,
1: to, happens. but I think it, in, in, she's always been, you know, good in those roles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this this role actually pushes her a bit, and and I think it, it she pulls it off really well.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, that's it for everything we've watched. Is there anything else you want to? What uh, to
1: talk yeah. about. Give me a second. I shall just grab my notes. Um. <laughs> so, should we talk about the uh, Ryan Reynolds Hugh Jackman thing?
0: Oh, have we not talked
1: about that? I don't think we have.
0: Yeah, it turns out that only <laughs> fucking ancient Hugh Jackman is capable of playing Wolverine. <laughs> so that that's happening again. <laughs> um. Yeah. Fine. I mean, it, it'll be fun. I I hope. I I really hope they use it to introduce a young Wolverine uh, actor that they're going to use, because otherwise it would be just as fucking pointless as when they they did it in Doc Strange. Do
1: you think they would do that? No, because
0: they didn't in Doc Strange. They just introduced a load of characters fucking pointlessly, including bloody old-ass professor x that they're clearly never going to use again unless they've bought his cgi likeness uh, i mean maybe that's it maybe they've maybe they've bought hugh jackman's cgi likeness and that'll be it now it would just be hugh jackman forever as well uh, i
1: i think stewart probably will i think Stuart,
0: well stewart may as well
1: because you know i think he's gonna going to because he strikes me as that sort of person i mean i know um uh oh my god um James Earl Jones has, hasn't he? He's sold his... Um... James
0: Earl Jones is a weird one, though. Because, like, he's he's come out and said that he's retired the role of Vader <laughs> and that it's now going to be uh, an AI. thing. Yeah. But it's been clear that the last couple of times Vader turned up, it was not him anyway. Like, it's yeah. clearly been an AI for a while, because... The, mm. like the pitch is all over the place and it just doesn't it all sounds really robotic whenever he speaks yeah uh, it doesn't sound anything like it doesn't sound natural in the way that James Earl Jones delivered Vader if you actually listen to Vader from previous movies um, yeah. so it's obviously been an AI for a while it's just weird that he's now suddenly said about it when clearly when he turned up in Obi-Wan it was clearly an AI but yeah, yeah whatever Um, yeah so uh, whether they'll do that I don't know Um, I I must admit it's it's, it'll be fun it's I think that's it I think the
1: the thing that you know the the, the little trailer like broke the internet and it it blew up so quickly and it's because as opposed to all the other Marvel stuff right now people genuinely were happy to see it. it I think Marvel at the moment has a problem that most of the stuff they're pushing at the moment no one really wants to see no one has no, any there, attachment to. Yeah, there, there is the exception of of the Wukongda thing, mm. um, which has its own, you know, baggage. Um, people genuinely want to see another Deadpool movie. They and do,
0: and then you see that little Disney logo.
1: I can't imagine they're gonna ruin it,
0: but no, they'll just put it, it is, under the uh, the just, you know they, umbrella.
1: I can't I can't see Ryan Reynolds, and, you know.
0: No. letting. Or I, I don't mean, think like, he'd risk it.
1: Yeah, I, I think they, they... I mean, all they've got to do is let them do their job, you know, and yeah. they'll earn shitloads of money again. Absolutely, absolutely. People are gonna fucking go and see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine again, because people... It does want,
0: feel like... No. I, I hope they do it in such a way that it doesn't cheapen Logan, because I really like Logan. I well, thought was he, a great They ending. said,
1: you know, it's gonna be set before that anyway, and... Right. yeah. You know, Logan does feel very much like it's his own thing.
0: It, it does, but it was also the perfect send off. Yes, for the Hugh Jackman, and now they're going to be. Yeah, like, oh I... no! Now he's back again. It's like, okay, yeah, and yeah. and of course Professor X has been back again. So it's like, ugh, yeah. do you ever end these goddamn things? I mean, they're, you they're, had a they're... wonderful ending for both characters right there, but yeah. you had to bring him back.
1: Yeah, it, it, I think it, it did feel like it w- was the perfect end, but you know, they're they're, they're clearly fucking desperate.
0: Oh, Uh, yeah. I mean, but it kind of works for Deadpool because they've been doing this Hugh Jackman thing since the start. They've been baiting the the, the Wolverine Mm -hmm. thing. So that's, I get it. I do. I just, I do think that Deadpool's the perfect time. If you want to introduce young Wolverine, though, you could do it and it would be fine yeah. and everyone would accept it and, and we
1: would move on you know well i mean the thing that the, the, the thing about wolverine is the idea of a young wolverine is weird anyway because, well i
0: mean that's the thing ironically know? he's the right age now but
1: <laughs> yeah that's that, that's it isn't it but it's not sustainable <laughs> is it so no <laughs> i mean i would i mean he, he said he wouldn't want to go through all that stuff again anyway.
0: Well, I reckon there or, might be some CGI uh I
1: did want on. that as well. Whether maybe, maybe they'll just have him wearing very baggy clothes. I mean,
0: clothing. he looked in great shape for his age in that video, but he's looking old. There is he's, no he's denying. In great
1: shape, but he he doesn't need to be in Wolverine shape for anything.
0: Oh, they'll I just keep clothes mean, on him. It'll be fine.
1: Yeah, as so I said, just wear him in very baggy clothes. It'll yeah. be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they'll probably do but either way i mean i'm intrigued i i will probably end up watching it
1: definitely watch it It, that's the thing isn't it i think we you know we're going to watch it anyway because it's one deadpool
0: deadpool's one of the the few things i will watch with superheroes these days
1: wasn't the greatest but it had but it was still amazingly funny yeah uh the first one is just brilliant
0: yeah the first movie is great
1: um yeah i i i I, want to see another deadpool movie i i I love those, those they're great movies yeah Uh, (laughs) Moving to weird reboots. Oh, no. Continuations. Um, Liam Neeson is going to be in a Naked Gun reboot. (laughs) Nice nice silence there, Maragher. Well,
0: (laughs) not known for his comedy, that man. Well now nor was now but yes i know what you're gonna say he's
1: been in he has been in some very good comedy roles oh that's not what i thought you were gonna say no no i mean um neeson you know he was in you know uh the oh the western the Seth MacFarlane western
0: uh, uh yeah but he plays a straight man in that
1: he does yes but i have seen him do comedic roles um sure and i mean i
0: mean you know you you can make the argument that obviously leslie uh nilson was was a straight man yeah uh, until he started doing the naked gun stuff i mean obviously <laughs> you know you've got uh, forbidden planet and whatnot um but uh yeah i yeah okay i mean fine uh i don't know how you do
1: he's i think he's basically gonna be drebin's son so he's Shh. not he's not gonna be oh, playing... was it was a sequel? Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a, a reboot
0: sequel. Okay. Well, that's kind of interesting. I I really uh, question how you make Naked Gun in twenty twenty
1: two. I I do so as well. Cool,
0: but i mean, uh, fine. I I rewatched because it came on Netflix recently. I rewatched <laughs> Naked Gun, and I was like, yeah. damn, this is so funny and so <laughs> well written and directed, and like the jokes are still brilliant." Yeah. Um,
1: again, that for, the the first one is absolute genius. It apparently. really is so good, and again, decreasing. Yeah, of as, course. As they went on, but and I loved I loved watching the the. the I I didn't. I, police Squad. Police Squad was great. Yeah, Police Squad's one of those things that it's, it's like um Faulty Towers. It's it, the, you think there are so many episodes.
0: No, there's not.
1: And there, there's not. There, yeah. There's I think what, was it eight episodes or something like that. I mean, I can't remember exactly, but. It feels like that. I've that got series, the
0: box set of it somewhere. Well, I say the box set, the DVD of it somewhere, and it. Yeah, and it there's it, not much. It Feels
1: like that was a really long series, but yeah. it was just a couple of episodes, really. Well,
0: colour me intrigued. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. I, you know, as I said, I have seen um, Neeson do some comedic roles, and he's he's actually got some pretty, you know, funny bones. So yeah. maybe I don't
0: yeah, well, know. No, I, I'm, I'm all for giving it a go
1: yeah you know. uh and from one weird reboot to another uh okay remake uh so Sydney uh, sweeney uh is in uh line to be barbarella okay um no well,
0: i don't know how you make that in twenty twenty two either yeah
1: exactly <laughs> so i mean they've been trying to make um barbarella remake it for for donkeys um and I remember at one point, uh, Drew Barrymore was going to be doing it. Um, I think Nicholas Winning Refn was has been attached to it. Um, it's, it's had a number of different iterations that never came off. So this could be another one of those, you know, it's never going to happen jobs. Yeah. But like you said, how, how do you, in current day, how do you do, Barbarella?
0: No, I'm not sure.
1: Because even the original movie is toned down from the comics. Yep. Um, and I love Barbarella. It's the it's movie. One of the, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those weird fucking sixties. Yeah. You know anomalies. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That is is just oh, yeah, just a, a weird sci-fi romp. It's got the greatest stuff in it and the weirdest stuff in it and also you know it gave us duran duran as well which is
0: did, <laughs> indeed.
1: so i mean again okay I, I i i'm not quite sure how you do it now but fair enough yeah
0: i yeah i guess we'll see
1: go for it yeah um uh moving on to sad news um angela lansbury uh, died. Yes, of course. Uh, Ninety-six.
0: Yeah, great age, but still.
1: Yeah, a wonderful age, and again, what a wonderful actress!
0: Fantastic.
1: She really is, and I, th- I think it's it's almost sad that people, a lot of people, only know her as Jessica Fletcher.
0: Yes, well, they don't even know her as that. They know her as Murder She Wrote. Yeah, they, they don't even know the name <laughs> of the character, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she you're is- absolutely right. I mean, she had a massive career before. Yeah. Um,
1: one of my f- one of my favorite. Uh, her- is from, um, well, it's from well, two actually, from a really early career, which is um, picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. And um, the court jester, the Danny Kay movie. Yes. She's, loved, she's so wonderful in that. Uh, and you know, she, she she was she was one of those all round entertainers. She sang. She you know she did all that all the singing, and dancing stuff. She she's a wonderful dramatic dramatic actress. I mean, she's well, terrifying um... in the Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. Originally. Uh... Version.
0: she's great in um company of wolves as well as the yes Grandmother
1: company of wolves. that yeah. is i've got that lined up for us to do it oh so,
0: i love company of wolves i do too. can't wait to cover it's that one
1: it's a great movie um so yeah a wonderful wonderful actress um and, you know she and even in you know with the later ones you know she, i think she was in uh she was in nanny with fee and she was in uh i think mary poppins returns which i haven't seen
0: I have no seen i've not seen
1: that fee, but. <laughs> so yeah and of course she was the the voice of mrs potts
0: yes beauty of the beast many
1: people's favorite disney movie
0: yeah my favorite
1: i th- I, th- I think I think uh, my
0: favorite animated movie yes yeah.
1: yeah let's not go for them, really. <laughs> <laughs> although i have seen the um live action version of that and it was i enjoyed it right it's all right yeah they didn't ruin it anyway
0: no um I sure. mean, when you go into live action, you're up against like John Coteau. You're up against Coteau, there. It's like, mm.
1: yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Let, yeah, let's not bother. Come on,
0: <laughs> you're not beating <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So sad news.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, hell of a career.
1: Uh that's pretty much it.
0: Wonderful. Well, what are we doing? Um, what, what we, uh, we're, we're continuing our. Oh no, I know what we're doing.
1: So yes, I know what we, we are. Doing. We are. Going with the, I guess what you could call a companion piece to yeah. uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, we are going to be doing Mary Shelley's Frankenstein.
0: Indeed, we are, um, and that is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the movie called Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. We're not, we're <laughs> yes. not doing Frankenstein. <laughs> we're, yes. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Cannot wait. Uh, very excited to rewatch that one. It's been a while, so. Uh, mm-hmm. I like it, but yes. Until next time. Thanks for listening, Uh, stay safe, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one.